And welcome back to another episode of the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. Jared, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, I actually just finished up the movie. Um, and uh, Jurassic World, or Park, sorry. Um, we'll get to Jurassic World in a second. Jurassic Park is just such a fun, fun movie. It's, it's yeah, just for the most part, just entertaining it's uh i know we talked about it last time about being one of the first summer blockbusters and there was some debate but holy shit this movie's fun yeah it, it holds up man seth how about you how you doing oh man? yeah I'm, I'm doing great uh you know zion re-signed his extension so i'm happy and jurassic park is uh, a good movie so i you know didn't leave in the movie angry wanting to cuss and you know hunt a baby across the bridge after dark phoenix that was dark i apologize i hate that movie but this movie was great um, so yorton i just want to tell everyone that's listening at home that you watched jurassic world <laughs> and not jurassic park yep 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 i made a big boo-boo i was thinking for some reason we were doing the jurassic world movies not the jurassic park movies uh, I think I got confused because we we're doing that with the X-Men, and I have no other excuse for that. I don't know where the communication error came from. It's all good, man. It's not like you haven't seen the movie. Um, before we get started, uh, me and Seth recorded a way longer conversation than intended on <laughs> um, X-Men comic books and recommendations and stuff we love. So expect that anytime we have a week where we can't record, we're going to drop it. I think our next discussion is going to be over Star Trek. So if Yorton or or Jared, you want to hop on, Jared's I'm violently not, I'm not shaking. Ver- his I'm head not versed enough. I'm not opposed, but I'm just not versed enough. So I will, I'll add nothing to it. Yeah. Are, okay, are we it. doing the series, the movies, or just Star Trek in general? We're talking everything Star Trek. We're talking oh, everything. Yeah. I hate all Star Trek Chris Pine properties, though. <laughs> so okay. three well, movies. That's- <laughs> And that is your contribution to the conversation. I love it. That's it. Oh, All right. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, man. So, um, Jared, when was, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Theaters. When and where were you? Uh, Huntsville Movie Theater. What? Did you grow up in Huntsville? Yeah, I'm, Seth and I are from Huntsville. I keep forgetting it. I just keep thinking you, you went to Sam Houston. That, I didn't think you grew up there. I keep forgetting. Oh, uh. Not all your friends yeah. live in spring or from spring there, right? <laughs> oh, it's weird. Oh yeah, no, I um, movie theater. I was around like um, I think like four or five, uh, so I really don't know what I was watching at the time. But that's just the first time I saw a dinosaur on the big screen. Um, and it was so cool. I had no clue what was happening. Again, I'm a fucking child. I couldn't even tie my shoe until I was like six years old. I'm telling on myself right now. Uh, it was a higher. Don't, don't, I'll lie. It was higher. It's higher age. It was last year he learned. It, it was probably higher. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, no, I like it was just amazing. That was my first time watching it. And then, of course, you know, I haven't actually watched it in a couple of years, but just like every time I do, it's just so fun. Seth, where were you and how old were you when you watched this movie? I cannot remember how old I was. I did not watch it in the movie theater. My uh, mom had it on VHS, 
and because she's the movie lover in, in my family when I was younger, and she let me watch it, and it was really cool because I like dinosaurs. Because what you know, growing boy doesn't like dinosaurs at some point in their life, and yeah. so yeah, it was awesome, and I loved seeing the T Rex and the Velociraptors. And when I was a kid, I did not care at all for any of the characters. In fact, when the humans run the screen, I was like, I can y'all just can we just move on? I want to see the dinosaurs. I just want to see yeah. them kill people and hunt and fight each other. It's awesome. So I don't remember exactly how old I was. I'm going to guess I was probably around six to eight, somewhere in that range. But Yorton, I'm really curious if you watched it at the Lowe Cinemark or whatever next to our house when we were growing up. Is that where you saw this movie? Uh, I believe so. I, I, I have more, re- I, like, I remember seeing them in theaters, but I particularly remember coming home from school knowing that, oh, it came out on VHS, <laughs> and getting excited to watching it at home. That's the big memory I have with it and seeing it. But I definitely saw it in the movie theater. Uh, yeah, I'm with but, you. I think I saw it in the theater, but I have more memories of just watching it. I remember the VHS case. It's just black with the logo of Jurassic Park on it. Yeah, what are you saying, Jordan? I was going to say that trailer, the original trailer for it. Shout out to them to not go doing any spoilers. If you go rewatch the original trailer, man, they hardly hint at most of the dinosaurs and what the movie is really about. I think it's just it focuses on the amber, or the tree sap. I mean, if I remember correctly, I don't remember. Oh, um, yeah, I mean that is amber. So. Yeah. All right, y'all. So this is Steven Spielberg. He had done Jaws, obviously, which was like his first movie. Um, but he did this movie, and it was. Re- I'm not like trying to do a movie historia here. I'm just saying, like, I'm not. That's not that podcast. But I feel like this movie, listening to just conversations of older people, because I was young when this came out. It the the common consensus is that this movie shaped the way modern blockbusters are made and i feel like it's changed a little bit since then but for a good like 15 20 years like this was the recipe on how to make a modern blockbuster as far as pacing and and action goes um spielberg is great where does where do you where do you rank spielberg among is he that's a dumb question because how important is spielberg to your childhood i guess is my question i'll start with you jared so important to the childhood, obviously Hook was yeah. one of the greatest like childhood movies that I remember watching. Um, Hook and Goonies, obviously. But did not miss out on my all-time favorite Steven Spielberg movie. And I may catch flack for this. Raiders of the Lost Ark is almost perfect. It's I'm not going to hate on you for any Indiana Jones movie. Okay, whatever, okay. Whichever one. No, no, no. To say that it's my favorite Spielberg movie, though. So that's what I was saying. It's, I think I'm just interested in the fact that it's Raiders is the one out of the Indiana Jones movies. Oh, dude, is so mm-hmm. fucking good. You like, like Return the reason of the why Jedi I like... the most. So, like, everyone Yes, has but there's their... plenty of people who like Return of the Jedi most. It's not the most popular one, you but it's is usually the only up there. So the reason and this I like that's half the people. <laughs> the reason I like Raiders the most 
is because Raiders is the, like it's straightforward. You can watch it in one sitting. It's just straight through, no pacing issues. It's clean cut. They don't do any extra. Now, obviously, when Raiders was successful, you had to build out the story in the next two. You had to build out the universe. But the reason why I like Raiders is because it's so like contained and so focused, and it just tells that whole story, nothing extra. Now, I'm not saying the other two are bad, but it's just like that one to me is perfect. The other one, the other two are like, ah, they're almost there. Yeah. The other two, Seth. I said what I said. Oh, okay. I was just saying you said what I said. We're just going to ignore that one. Okay, I got you. Okay, all right. I, said what I, said. I think that's most Indiana Jones fi- uh, You're getting fans. Happened, yeah. Yep. yeah. Hey, I was happy with that movie until the last 20 minutes of that, that movie that never happened for y'all. That's a well, whole yeah, other no, podcast. So somebody else, like, <laughs> what do y'all think? Like I said, like Steven Spielberg is a big part of my childhood. Like my favorite is Raiders of the Lost Ark, Goonies. Hook, watch Hook all the time. It was one of those movies that we watched in school all the damn time. Um, <laughs> teachers would just throw it on the TV and we watched Hook so much. So, um, I mean, I would, did go through a period just like Finding Nemo where I did not watch it for like a decade. Yeah. Because I was like, I was so burnt out. So then when I revisited, I'm like, Hook is so good. Why haven't I watched this? And I think about my childhood and I'm like, that's why. You are the pan. Peter, is that you? Yeah, I could quote that whole damn movie. Um, so it's funny that we all love Hook. That's so funny. Like we're talking about Spielberg, we're like fucking Hook, man, out of his entire <laughs> catalog of work. <laughs> the the richest, the like second richest director of all time, and he's just like did all of these amazing things, and it's like, but Hook though. <laughs> so in, in order to save time, let's just do this. What's your favorite? We're gonna. I'm gonna ask everyone. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Spielberg movie? Not franchise, but movie. Jared, is yours Hook? Oh no, yours no, is Raider. Mine is Raider. Raider. Okay, uh, Seth, how about you? Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Jordan. It's probably it, yeah. It's going to be Jurassic Park. Well, I would say elaborate, but we're about to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we, we, we want to talk about Indiana Jones movies. Last Crusade's my favorite. Yeah. Raiders is my favorite Indiana Jones. My favorite Spielberg directing thing, though, is actually not a movie. It's a TV show episode. And it was the very first Columbo. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's actually my favorite Spielberg. You're going to throw that out there. And we're going to leave it there. Um, I want to I'm gonna say, I think Jaws is my favorite. What? Um, I love Jaws, man. I, I never hear it. you talk about it, so that surprises me. Yeah, I know. I you follow know his Twitter part? account, and it's it's the mayor of the town, and he's like, "Beaches are open. Do not worry." <laughs> it's just him tweeting about how great the beaches are; they're open. Nothing's going to close them down. It's just such an inside joke. Uh, you you know movie. what the worst part about this is? We have Saving Private Ryan, yeah, Catch no. Me If You Can, The Terminal. That we didn't even talk about. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Yeah, like this dude has and so good. And it's like a the rewatchable movie, man. It's so good. Like, this filmography is oh Munich too. I didn't even say well Munich's not that rewatchable, but damn it's good. <laughs> that thing, yeah, but you know what? We didn't watch those movies as kids. It's not part of our like childhood oh, DNA, yeah. and so that's yeah, that that's is. the difference there. Yeah, like I'm telling you, I'll stab somebody over Raiders. If you're 10 watching Saving Private Ryan over and over again, like you're gonna have it. <laughs> just, yeah. I, I, I was what a 
Well, it was 15 because I was going through uh, well, my well, driver's already, ed class when it came out. We, Jordan, we already know about you. So, Jordan, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Spielberg movie? I, I said the Jurassic Park. You <laughs> asked me that when you were going through. <laughs> oh, I did. Hey, y'all, yeah. I'm getting old. Um, okay, so what we can't talk about this movie though without talking about um, John Williams, who. I just realized it was like the soundtrack of our childhood. Like it's insane how how much his music has just integrated into our DNA. You know, it's it's insane. Um the man's a legend, he's a living legend. We could talk about we could have a whole discussion over John Williams, but I just let's well, I wanna save this time for Jurassic Park. So let's just do you guys have a favorite John Williams score? We'll just we'll just do that. Jared, we'll start uh, again. So mine is likely, ah, oh, shoot, it's a tough one. I really love Revenge of the Sith. Um, that soundtrack. Um, I know that people shit on the movie all the time. That's actually one of my favorite ones, but I'm not gonna get into it. Um, but just the soundtrack for that movie, like you can love it or hate the movie, but if you cannot say that soundtrack is bad, and so I think. That's probably my favorite by him, that and um, Inception. He's done. Inception. Oh, he did Sorry. Never mind. Just that. Just that. I'm so he's done. He did Harry Potter, classic. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You know, it doesn't have the life that the other ones have. Home Alone, which is a great soundtrack as well. Um, Indiana Jones, obviously. Schindler's List. Uh, Superman, which is still the superman theme jurassic park et jaws and star wars i mean the dude's crazy your what's your favorite score by him it has to be dual fates that's like that's so good that's him at his like perfection i feel like it there, there feel- is so much emotion within you can play that and you can see the whole scene in your head I feel like his his force theme, if it wasn't so overused in every trailer and and just everything, would be up there. But I feel like it's just overplayed. But it still it still hits. Um, how about you, Seth? My favorite is going to get hate, and I'm cool with it. It is from Star Wars Episode Two. It is the love theme, and it is across the stars. I love that song, and I love that score. No, we're not going to hate you for the music in that movie. We're going to hate you for saying it's like your second favorite Star Wars movie. Um, which it's, it's not, I hope. It's, it's the third. No, Revenge of the Sith is oh. my favorite. Second stop. Everyone stop. <laughs> Attack of the Clones is your third favorite Star <laughs> Wars movie. It's actually not. I just want to see your reaction for that. It's oh, actually, okay. Uh, no, it's, it's my okay. fourth. I, w- I, I had a legitimate I was reading on another tab, but I had to flip back over to see Seth's face. <laughs> After he said, I was like, I was here to read. Um, and then I had to flip back over and I was like, hey, hey, Seth, no. I will, even... I will say, it is, my, it is my fourth favorite one, though. That is actually on it. It's not my third favorite, but it is my fourth favorite. It's my favorite of the prequels. It honestly is. Seth, we're losing connection. You might have to log off and log back on. Like, how did... <laughs> Just log off and stay off. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back the to old it. Man. How dare you like the prequels? <laughs> no, it's not that. Like, There's things like the prequels. It's just out of all of them? That's your favorite? Okay, whatever. 
we're not going to get into this. <laughs> this is, I can't wait to watch the prequel with you guys. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I'm going to go, I don't know, Jaws. No, I'm just joking. Uh, Jurassic Park's pretty great. I love the piano renditions of it, everything. Like, there's just different ways you can play. It's great. No, fuck that. I'm going with Force Theme. It's just so good. Um, okay. So let's talk about this movie. I figured we could start talking about what we love about this movie first. And we're just going to take turns. We're going to each one of us go in a circle here and just name something you love about this movie and talk about it. Um, Jordan, how about you, man? What is something that you love about this movie that... No, I'm just going to stop. What do you love about this movie? Uh, it's just the movie where you... It was the first time where you felt like the the fantasy can be real. Uh, something that was completely not in the norm now shown to you as like it could be real with the dinosaurs. And so I think that was the big takeaway with Jurassic Park. While I love Star Wars and all, for me, I just like, like, yeah, Jurassic Park's when everything comes together with technology implementing with the movie. It still looks better than a lot of movies today as far as the CG goes, which is just crazy. Like the T Rex running in that in the in the the first T Rex scene we see, like he's just it it's it looks like a dinosaur is on the screen chasing people, and you're not like your brain just goes with it. You're you're not taken out of the movie. It's it's crazy. You're right, um, Jared. How about you, man? What's something you just you liked about this movie? So what I really like love is, and especially like I mean we know Steven Spielberg throws in a lot of practical stuff. The sheer like immersion and like blending of practical effects and um, like CGI, especially. I mean, obviously, we watched this one on HBO Max, so like we watched the new like remastered or updated version of it. Um, so the CGI looks a lot more clean, but just even when you go back and watch the old versions, how they blend everything together so well, and I just love how it's a just a fun time. It's um, so like I was talking about Raiders and Raiders of the Lost Ark is just a great adventure that you're going on. And this feels like you're going on an adventure, but you're still in the park. So it's not like you're traversing different places because I know we all love James Bond here. So like, yeah, there are adventures because he's in different locations. But this is an adventure in a park. And just to capture that feeling in such a closed off area is just fantastic i i couldn't agree more it it's so good uh seth so tying in kind of with what jordan said a little bit the thing i like the most about this movie is so you know it's based on michael Crichton novel which is also really good by the way and he was i think even involved with the screenplay for this which explains why it's a yeah it's a really good adaptation and i mean there's like if you read the book there's one scene that's not really in the movie that's worth reading the book for because it's great. But uh-huh. the thing that I loved about it was is that it took a it treated the audience like they were intelligent enough to understand this high concept of level of how it could happen. And they did a great job of explaining and breaking it down without making it feel condescending or without making it feel even though it was exposition, like this boring exposition. Like it was actually it treated the audience with intelligence and I'll, sometimes I feel like blockbuster movies don't really do that. They just kind of ignore some of this stuff and they ignore the science parts of it. And this one didn't really do that. And so I really appreciated that. I thought it was a really well done. And uh, you don't see that too often in movies for blockbusters. 
the explanation is a great way they they did it because they did it in the form of a ride that the the people in there and it just sort of felt very natural with what was going on with the movie and yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's my thing about exposition like you're gonna have to do exposition but do you do it in a way that it feels natural like you're not just beating me over the head with like facts or information and so every movie has exposition but this is the perfect way to do it it feels like i am riding that ride understanding everything oh shit no they just explained everything to me i didn't even realize that so dino dna (laughs) there's one scene where i thought of jared and it's when the lawyer they're like it's right before you see the dinosaurs for the first time and like Grant takes his glasses off in disbelief. It's before that. And they're they're in the Jeep. And the lawyer, like, leans back to talk to him. And he's like, we got a lot of investors on this. And if this doesn't look good, if I don't sign off on it, all the funding is going to be pulled. I was like, that's just straight up exposition, you know, setting up the stakes. And I was just like, I wonder if Jared approves of this one moment. No, it's, it's... It's a it's the stupid lawyer trope because every time there's a lawyer at the beginning of especially for that era of movies, there's always some like bumbling idiot who's a lawyer with a briefcase and glasses, and I'm just like, Ugh. there's a lot that, of lawyer that, jokes. That's a, that's a nitpick for me because it's um, I hate to sound like Ray, but like I think that particular character, that particular scene is like a product of its times. That or Spielberg made it. I mean, I don't know exactly when the bumbling lawyer idiot started being put in there. Uh, I believe, if I remember right, he did add it as a like a bumbling idiot a bit because he he was going through something where he did not like lawyers, (laughs) and so I think his couple of movies around that time had like idiots, uh, idiot lawyers. Uh, That's true. I love the pettiness of that, and now I now appreciate. So yeah, I was gonna say like. Like a lot of those like early uh, '90s, late '80s movies end up having like a bumbling lawyer, and I guess Spielberg may have started that trope. But that's (laughs) why I was just like, to me, that's a product of its times. You know, to piggyback off of what Seth said about you know, like he treated the audience like like adults and didn't like dumb everything down for him. They also found a way to do that with the characters, and each character felt unique and likable. You didn't feel like the director or writer's words coming out of them or personality coming out of them, like they each felt very distinct and they were all likable in very different ways. And it like Dr. Grant is very serious. He doesn't, you know, I don't want time for kids, but you end up loving him by the end of the movie. Cause he's, he's just a good dude. Um, I mean, Oh my God, I'm blanking on names. But I was going to say the kids, what I liked about the kids, the kids actually act like kids where a lot of times in movies, Kids don't act like kids. Without being annoying, too. Yeah, without being annoying, yeah. They didn't give the kids any fucking power at all. Hacking. Obviously, (laughs) Beth and I have seen the last two Jurassic World movies where the kids have so much power in those two movies. To be fair, I only watched half of the last one, but it was boring. I I walked out. (laughs) They one made of the dinosaurs are... boring. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, how do you mess up dinosaurs? Uh, one of the things Spielberg said is when he was making this movie, he didn't want to cast like like stars, like movie stars, like the Tom Cruises and stuff. What he wanted to do is I think he wanted to make the dinosaurs the star of the movie. And so what he did is he just he casted 
really great theater and character actors. And they're, they're stars now, but at the time, they oh, yeah. weren't like movie stars, right? And it works so well because you don't have your any preconceived notions with these characters when you see them. Like, you see Tom Cruise on the show up on the dinosaur park, you're like, oh, he's definitely riding a motorcycle off the back of the spine of a T-Rex or something. Like, you just... <laughs> You have these expectations. Is the T Rex? Yes. Okay. He's gonna. I'm now that I haven't seen this. Uh, (laughs) I I wish I could see him riding a motorcycle down the spine of a T Rex. I want this now. You can see him running with his open fist, just like like it's Uh, running away from raptors and outrunning them. Like we didn't. These are new faces. Huh? When uh, Vin Diesel punches the T Rex. Hey man, there's a movie with a rock. I think he stops an earthquake by punching the ground or something. So like, I'm saying I don't know. There's a and movie Andreas? where he punches. <laughs> Maybe the that was ground? a joke. I read. Maybe that was a joke I read on Twitter, but I believed it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's so uh, crazy that you're like, yes, this is actually a thing. This feels <laughs> believable. This, this <laughs> I feel like this could happen, happen in this movie. <laughs> Dude, there's another thing I like that I think you guys will agree with. Um, I feel like this movie to a lot of new viewers, I guess the younger generation might feel a little slow, but I love that there's that slow build. There's like no action for the first 45 minutes. And then the power goes out and it starts and it really kind of doesn't stop. Like you have moments of just quietness where they're sitting in the tree looking at the long necks and whatever. But once the power goes out, you can't really miss anything and you don't want to miss anything. Cause from that point on, it's just an a plus movie. Um, how were you guys on that? Where it comes to the patience to wait, to give the audience the action. I think it worked really well because they, they were setting up the whole, like, it wasn't like the power just went out on accident, you know, like there, there is intent and, you know, malicious intent behind it, not against them particularly, but like, but there's intent to shut down the park. And so when you knew that, oh, hey, this guy was going to shut down the power, right? So you knew this was happening. And then you saw the storm and then you see the ship. So you know that, oh, crap, all these things are converging. And you start seeing the storyline start coming. So I liked it because there was a build up to it. It wasn't like, I don't think I would have liked it as much if there wasn't any sort of build up to it. Like if you were just like, oh, hey, they go to the park and power goes out because there's a storm like random act of god caused the power to go out right one i wouldn't have believed it because you built a park with dinosaurs and towards the equator where there's a lot of storms and this never happened before like i would have been like this does i don't buy that but the fact that they did that to me i didn't find it to be any patience really at all needed kind of flowed yeah, so you guys are on board with, but I feel like, and I'm not complaining. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing because I like I like movies that take their time with the pacing. Here's the thing, though, why I feel like it works so well with uh, Jurassic uh, Park. Why uh, you don't have to immediately go to the action because the first part of the movie is about the wonders of having dinosaurs around you, and so that was the big part of it, like excitement to seeing the dinosaurs and then interacting with the dinosaurs and be like, oh, this is all fun. Now we're going to see the downside of creating all this. Yeah, we're going to see why it's cool, and then we're going to see why Malcolm was right. Why you shouldn't do this, right? Um, cool. Any, any other, Anything else you guys want to talk about 
in the good column because there's a lot, but I mean, yes, I like a lot of it's obvious. But go ahead, Seth. Got one thing that is Dr. Malcolm himself. Jeff Goldblum was the best. I loved his character because, I mean, besides the way he dressed, which was like in all black, which is true to the book, but so weird. I love that he annoyed the hell out of every single person in the movie, how everyone was annoyed by him. And like you said, though, Malcolm was right, and he had all the best lines. So Jeff Goldblum, this is my favorite Jeff Goldblum role. Of any this was, was this the movie where Jeff Goldblum really started to be Jeff Goldblum? He just <laughs> became a meme. Yeah. <laughs> the way he delivered his lines was, I noticed it. You know, like it's something I noticed while watching. Like he's he's doing his own thing here, and it, it's really he's definitely a different character. He's not just reading lines. He's doing he's putting his own spin on it. And it's, it's, I don't remember him being like that for The Fly. Or any other movies I've seen before him. I feel like this is the movie that really made him be like, oh, you want to be a little bit loony type of guy? Get Jeff Goldblum there. By the way, if you like Jeff Goldblum, Conan O'Brien just had a podcast with him on it. And it's like an hour of nonsense. And I was laughing the entire time. Please go listen to it. Um, Okay. So, great. Seth, you're wrong. uh Uh-oh. Fight. It's definitely Independence Day. I don't know what we're talking about. It's Independence mm-hmm. Day. Mm-hmm. He plays a character. I mean, he's I... great. He's great in Independence Day. Don't get me wrong. He's just no Dr. Ian Malcolm in Independence Day. I mean, no. <laughs> I, I like Jeff Goldblum. I do, but he's, his best role is Ian Malcolm. Just the interesting part. Of course, we got to talk about Dr. John Hammond uh, and Richard Attenborough. He is the older brother of everyone's favorite narrator when it comes to nature documentaries. David, Sir David Attenborough. Attenborough, sorry. Um, Sir David Attenborough. Um, I just think it was great to have him in there. Um, both brothers are very dedicated to the cause of like having nature just be nature and just living in the world and just the preservation, the conservation of planet Earth, which is very ironic because the character that he played in this movie was a little bit different than wanting to conserve Earth as it is, as he was trying to create new things. And both of those guys actually like, no, let's bring things back, but disrupting the overall natural flow. And those guys are very in tune with keeping the natural flow of things. So I didn't know that about him and his background as far as mm-hmm. like being a conservationist and everything. And that actually makes a lot of sense because I'm not, have you, have you all read the book? No, no I, I started a lot. But. Okay. I, I love the book. I thought the book was great, but in the book, Hammond is actually kind of more evilish. He's not like yeah. full evil, but he's, not really anywhere near likable either. Uh, mm-hmm. And the movie Hammond is, is actually like, even if you're like, don't 100% agree with him, you actually kind of like him. And so now that kind of makes sense why they made those tweaks to the character. Like, like they brought because his own kind of spin and stuff. And yeah, because Michael Crichton actually wrote him to be a dark, darker version of Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I agree with. 
yeah, I definitely could that's see a that perfect book. definition of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's why I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought the duality of like the character Dr. Jane ha- John Hammond and actually Richard Attenborough, I was just like, oh man, that's actually vi- irony is a thing. <laughs> I uh. I thought Hammond, the actor who played him, I'm blanking on names, I'm terrible, but he, he did a really good job of just, like, when things started going down, you just see him, like, just rubbing his head and going, oh, this is not what I wanted. I have so much writing on this. And I know in the book you said he's supposed to be kind of, like, a little evil, but um, the betrayal in this movie was not that, obviously, for, that's not what they were going for, but I just, I felt the weight on his shoulders a bit and i just kind of felt bad for the guy i don't know he gave a good performance yeah he was much more likable in the movie than he get the character is much more likable in the movie than in the book i think in the book he gets eaten by raptors i could be dreaming that raptors little compies oh compi- okay, the yeah. lost world the little dinosaurs that yeah, eat yeah, up that yeah, yeah, guy yeah, yeah okay. they he gets eaten up by those okay i just remember he got eaten by a dinosaur so yeah he yeah i mean he and I remember <laughs> I, I loved that scene. I was like, yes, I would have been <laughs> sad in this movie. But in the book, I was like, yes, he deserved that. Yeah, because if I remember, right, I was right at the part where it didn't seem like he cared that much about his grandchildren. If I remember <laughs> right. It, no. I was like, he, he was, yeah. 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 But this, this version, he definitely cared for his grandchildren. What? <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't care about my grandchildren either. <laughs> Damn, you got grandchildren? I don't have any. No, I have a I have a child that's my cat and him and I fight daily. Um all right, let's I, I feel like this is gonna be a short short session. What didn't work for you guys? Um I I have one note I want to talk about here. During the explanation video of Dino DNA, they mention a VR display <laughs> that scientists use to view the gaps in the DNA and that the dude in the goggles just looks so stupid and that idea like you didn't have to do the vr display like what are we doing here it just kind of didn't work for me but i mean that's literally a three second clip and it's you forget about it it even happened i'm not going to complain about it i just want to bring it up see though i could see it though like because he used like the dark disney's if you're on disney and they're imagineers i can see disney doing the exact same thing with their imagineers and explaining yeah. how they're setting something up <laughs> by the way i didn't tell you guys this i didn't watch jurassic park i watched jurassic park 3d okay i had my glasses on i had i was in front of my tv with surround sound and i'm telling you it fucking rocked. 3D Jurassic Park is the way to experience Jurassic Park. And I kept taking my glasses off and going, no, nah, I want these glasses back on. There's depth. There's birds flying at me. Like It was cool as hell. I recommend watching this movie in 3D if you get a chance. Um, all right, Seth, what didn't work for you? Man, you know, I was thinking about this. I don't really have anything in the movie that I didn't like or that you know, I was bothered by the things that really bothered me about the movie isn't really to do with this movie. Like, I'm annoyed at what happens in, like, Jurassic World, the newest one, because it yeah. ignored everything that happened in this movie. Because I actually liked what happened in this movie, and then it was like, well, we're just going to ignore it, and I feel like this movie never happened. 
with like you know Dr. Grant's you know character development with the kids and stuff and going through all that with the emotional arc. I, mean, I loved everything about this movie as far as that goes. I actually don't have any real issues. I mean, that's not really helpful for a podcast discussing movies, but I don't. I really don't. Really? A movie that <laughs> forgets to, to have that the uh, that went after another movie that they forgot that the character had a character mm-hmm. arc. It keeps showing yeah. up. So um, which, I think my ahead, the only thing I really didn't like um, this movie was heavy on foreshadowing. They everything was like telegraphed. Um, outside, like I mean, like even the telegraph, we knew what was going to happen. It's still fun, but it's just like I. It is what it is. It's summer blockbuster. It doesn't have to be like that in depth, that thought. But it's just like every little thing that happened in the movie, it telegraphed it like the ver- the the scene right before it or a couple scenes earlier. Um, so yeah, it's just. I think that was my only like, and it's not even really. It's not even like a bad thing or a gripe. It's just like maybe like a nitpick. It's just like yeah, and you're that's right. Me, that's me trying to find something wrong. Actually, the, the tracks they were laying down were kind of obvious. Yeah. But there's two I want to bring up that I really like. I like when uh, the the game big game hunter guy is like talking about the electrified fences and how the raptors keep poking at it, trying to find a weakness. And you're like, oh, that's coming back later. And mm-hmm. same with uh, the T-Rex and Dr. Grant's like, you can't just feed him sheep he, or goats. He likes to hunt, you know? And I'm just like, oh, that's coming back later. So I, I, I kind of like it, but I, I get... I guess he has guns in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But there, there was, but I feel like this movie, like I, like, I actually like that in this movie. Most of the time, I don't like it if it's too much, but for this one... It sent up that it, it set up like that sense of anticipation. Like I am, you know, oh that's coming back. Oh that's coming back. And like you know, now it's when is that shoe going to drop, or when is that T Rex's foot going to drop? And I see the ripple in the water. When is this stuff going to happen? And to me, it helps set up the tension and the anticipation of yes, when is this thing about to happen that I now know is going to happen or I expect and, to happen. When is it going to happen? So I ended so up liking it for that. It's it's very. Excuse me, reminiscent of like horror movies because we all know Seth. Um, now that you're getting into horror movies because of your wife, um, like horror movies do that telegraphing thing a lot because they're trying to set up the element of terror. And in this movie, even though it's a big blockbuster summer movie, it, it still works and it fits. And like I said, I'm trying to find something to nitpick. If I have to think of something that I didn't too much care for, that was it. Um, because I'm mainly used to that trope being used like in horror movies because that's how they have to operate mm-hmm. to scare someone. Um, and this movie really didn't have to do that to scare us. The, the T-Rex is scary enough. And the end of Velociraptor Claw. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah that, it, all that stuff is scary enough, so we're good. Even the continuity errors that you could complain about, you, you really don't, because Spielberg knew about them, and was like, mm, screw it. I, it, this makes the scene better, we're going to go with it. Like when they're, the rap, uh, the T-Rex scene, right? When it starts off, there's forest on both sides of them. Mm-hmm. But eventually, there's a huge cliff on one side instead of a forest, and they're going down that cliff because the Jeep's falling down on them. It's like, he's like, I, I don't care if the cliff wasn't there. It makes a really good scene. People won't even recognize it. And I didn't until it was brought up to my attention, you know? 
So like even stuff like that, that you, normally we would complain about. I was like, yeah, it still works. I don't care. I can I can justify it in my head. I um, remember watching the movie multiple times and trigger trying to figure out what where is this clip come from. <laughs> you would be the one to be like, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yes, because I never, that always bothered me. But it wasn't something I hated. I was just more like trying to maybe I read the movie wrong or something, and then find out. Nope, we did that on purpose just to set up. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So there you go. That's the one thing I don't like about this movie is the, the tangle. <laughs> you know, and even at the end when the raptors are in the kitchen, I think this viewing was the first time I was like, oh, they, they kind of don't look real. Like it's the first time, but. It's still close enough to where it doesn't bother me, and the fact that it's just now getting to the point where I recognize that CG is pretty good. Um, any random notes? Because I have a few. Seth, Jared, what a twenty-nine-year movie! You know that's starting to look like it's not real. Oh, it's impressive. Not even hell. twenty, thirty. Or, yeah, twenty-nine. Yeah, I was right. Twenty. I call it old AF. That's what we're just gonna go with. Yeah. Um, all right. Look. They should have crawled through the electrified fence. I looked at the holes <laughs> in that fence. You did not need to climb up and over it. You could have just squeezed your body through. And no, they had like intersecting wires that went across between. Yeah, no, they did because Sam Neil was trying to bite at them, and then he realized he couldn't bite at them. And I'm like, watch I mean, the scene again. Like, I paused it and I said, I could fit okay. through that. I okay, fit through okay. That I'm just saying. I yeah. I think Ray's right on that. I mean, they did have the they did have the wires that went. Yeah, down. the cross yeah. wires. And they actually, I still like, think there was a big enough hole that they could have squeezed I through. Mean, especially for the kids, maybe not the same Neil, but definitely for the kids. Oh, the kids could have done it easy. Yeah. Um, when Laura Dern is switching on the power, the f- she's like, the first one I'm switching is the Raptor Den and every other din- dangerous dinosaur. She's just like, bedroom lights on. Kitchen lights <laughs> on. I'm like, bitch, what are you doing? Hey, a lot of times, of those things, you have to go in a certain order so you don't blow fuses when you're starting up a big power plant like that. So I'm she gonna... was following the schematics that they were reading off on how to. Hey, okay. listen, Lord Dern can turn on my lights at any time. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Wow. I mean, nope. nope. Yes. Go yeah. away. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty, but I'm not going to, like, throw my marriage away for her. Jared, speak your truth, man. Speak your truth. Take your shirt off, and let's go. Tell me what you want to (laughs) say. Next question. (laughs) Um, Well, my last random note is, other movies from this time don't look as good as this. Like, Time Cop came out the same year or just after this movie, and I love Time Cop. But it looks like it was made in '92. This movie, this movie looks like it was made today. It's just crazy how that well, is. Well, what they did was they used the environment really to a lot for a lot of the scenes to cover up like the effects of the special effects and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so they were really smart when to use it, what conditions to best set it, and I I feel like that's a big part of it. Like having a lot of the T Rex scene in the rain. In the at dark, night. like that yeah. at night, yeah, helps a lot in selling it and for you to not notice the special effects. I mean, the one scene that's quite impressive, which they actually used as the original test uh, to show that they can use computer special effects, was the Galamaya scene when they you had that stampede of all those uh, two-legged running uh, dinosaurs. 
And like, yeah, they so they suddenly shift direction and come right at him. Yeah, that was a good scene. All right, um, let's go to best scene here. Uh, the, the nominees I have are "Welcome to Jurassic Park," all and it, that whole scene where they see the brachiosaurus for the first time, and it's just the music swells. Still works. Still gets me. I feel like I'm ten years old again watching the movie. The other nominee I have is probably the number one seed in this category. It's the T-Rex encounter. And then the third scene I have is Raptors in the Kitchen. Which one are you guys going with? Or do you have uh, one you want to add on? Do you have to talk about oh, uh, the obviously one of the final scenes when the T-Rex finally like breaks in to the uh, main hall and then the banner drops over him. Like It's just iconic because it's what's on the cover. And everything, so that's just an iconic like picture. So I do have to bring that up. That's not my favorite, but it's just you can't talk about this movie without talking about like the banner dropping around the T Rex um, wallpaper for many people yeah. on their computer. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like it's so iconic, you can't talk about this movie without bringing that up. But ultimately, a favorite is the first T Rex attack on the two cars. Yeah. Just the build up to it too, man. Like the slow boof. If you have your, if you have a like a your base up, it's so good. Just boof. You hear it before they do, and yeah. then it starts to click, and then you see the water ripple, and then that roar happens, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is so cool." That is a real T Rex. It's unbelievable. Um, all right, so that's your pick, Jared. Seth, how about yeah. you? Uh, so I got. To me, when I was watching the movie, there was only two that were like neck and neck, and it was the kitchen scene with the raptors, and then what Jared already just said too was, you know, the banner falling down, the T Rex versus the raptors, which I thought was, you know, just great final shot of them all and everything of dinosaurs. So I mean, I don't know. I'm good with either one of those because they're both good. The kitchen scene was they had done so much work setting up the raptors that like that was like truly terrifying and intense yeah that was uh, such a good payoff yeah doors. uh and then raptors versus t-rex is always fun i'm never not going to like that short like because it it happens it's like a 10 second fight you know that's why i didn't throw it on there, sure. well, some other fucking t-rex <laughs> <laughs> i mean what do you want right like you want the fucking raptors to come together like voltron and like just say it's too short to be <laughs> my choice for scene of the movie. That's what I'm saying. I'm not complaining about it. So you, are you going to go with the, out here, man? What? Are you going to go with the kitchen scene, Seth? Yeah, I'm honestly I could go either way with it. So I'm good with going kitchen scene. That works okay. for me. You'll be the tiebreaker if there's a tie. Jordan, how about you, man? Uh, I'm going to go with the T-Rex scene and uh, particularly where you see the water. To me, that's like the most iconic shot you have in Jurassic Park for me. And just to build up that that scene with the thunder uh, footsteps and everything. <sighs> Such a good scene. It is. and re- It's been probably a decade since I've seen this movie. And when it wide shots to the T-Rex in the middle of all those cars and he roars, I'm just like... As a movie audience member, I'm just like, it's happening now. Like, this movie has now begun. And 
like I was just I was all in. I was like leaning forward, like oh shit! It's and I'd seen this movie too. I was so surprised. I still had the same reaction. I was like, oh my god, it is everything here. builds happening. up for this one scene right here, pretty much. Yes, it's like <laughs> it's finally happening and it's here and it's so damn good. That's my pick too. If you can't tell, I'm gonna go with that pick. Um, uh, we have MVP of the movie. Can we just say uh, the T Rex or dinosaurs in general? Yeah, I'm good. anything else? Yeah, if it's not Ian Malcolm, think. it has to be the dinosaurs. So oh. I'm good with dinosaurs. Shit. I mean, if it's not um, fucking Sam Neill, frozen on me, dinosaurs. Okay. All right, you know what? You know it's you know that it is it is most definitely Dr. Ian Malcolm or Dinosaurs. No, uh the fuck is Sam Neagle's name in this movie? It's Alan Grant. Alan Grant. Hey, get out of here. You didn't even remember the character's name, all right? I, I feel like Because honestly, Sam Neal, like we talk about it with a lot of other actors. Let's start talking about Sam Neal. He plays the same character in every movie. You see Sam Neill as a paleontologist, Sam Neill as a lawyer, Sam Neill as a dad. <laughs> Sam Neill as Sam a Neill crime buster. The same character. <laughs> Look, and it's great. Sam Neill is great. He's just not better than Jeff Goldblum playing Dodger Ian Malcolm. The best lines of the movie came from Ian Malcolm. I'm just saying. Actually, that is true. <laughs> because, no, the ultimate meme you know, we you know we've been so worried about could we do it? We should have been asking ourselves, should we? Do should it? we? Yes. Yeah, or just like every time. Away. And yeah. it's just like every time you see like a stupid new food product that's like, yeah, <laughs> scientists, could we do it? Not if know. should we? And then they also has like the life finds a way line. I mean, he uh, had the best lines in the movie. I mean, I, I love he was annoying to everybody. And I love the way that people reacted to him, too. You know, Hammond with the whole, like, I really don't like that, man. Uh, I like, I don't know. It was great. Because I think that's how people would respond to him. But oh, yeah. I'm good with dinosaurs, or I'm good with, uh, you know, Ian Malcolm, one or the other. All right, I so know- I, got, I got none of that conversation, but maybe Craig did. I just now Brent should still have because they record individual uh, Discord uh, so, IDs. So who'd y'all pick? They had Dinosaur. a big discussion between Sam Neill and Ian Malcolm. I haven't even gone yet. Who'd you pick? I I am. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, uh, Sam Neill, uh, Alan Grant, man. He he was the guy that I always liked to play with the figures and everything. He was my my favorite character in the movie. You guys there we go. Nuts. I'm going with that. Dinosaurs should be the MVP, but I'm being outvoted here. That's Sam why Neill. I was so excited to be in the newest movie. They got disappointed that I've been hearing all the reviews. I'm like, I don't oh, know. Oh, no, no. Dinosaurs won. No, dinosaurs won. Three of us picked dinosaurs. Seth and I were just arguing who would be number one if not for the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs win. Good. All right. Fake I'm just so shocked story. that someone else picked Sam Neill over Ian Malcolm. But <laughs> it's fine. Um, six Man Award. Is this where uh, uh No, this Lord Dern. No, Lord no. Dern. 
I will never vote for Laura Dern. Russell Westbrook Award. So which element, if taken out of this movie, would actually make the movie better? And my choice, I have one here. It's the opening scene with the raptor in the box and it grabs a man. Like I it's a completely Why? I think the movie should just start with Hammond, not Hammond, uh what's his name? Um Sam Neill digging up bones. I think that's where the movie should start. I don't I don't I didn't like that scene. I don't know why. I always forget it happens. And every time I watch the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, that, that scene's here. I, I oh. could not disagree with you more there, Ray. But yeah, it kickstarted the reason why they had to have the people come check out the park. Yes, so I was that, okay that's the whole with it. <laughs> Fair enough. I still, I don't need that reason. I just need the dinosaurs, I guess. Um, then you have the dinosaurs in that scene. Nah, I don't like it, it shows how clever the raptors were. Just telling you, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it, but I'm just like, eh, I could, <laughs> I could do without it. Uh, is there I'm anything very disappointed with you, Ray? <laughs> is there anything y'all want to pick out, or just leave it as is? No, I mean, like I no. said, this movie was almost perfect. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I mean, it's I can't perfect. believe you said cut the first scene, Ray. I mean, it's a pivotal cat- catalyst of the movie. Remove yeah. it. <laughs> Remove <laughs> it. Uh, why he was so desperate to get approval? Yeah. We don't need to show why. Because you know what? Everyone likes to just have it explained. They never like to see what happens. I would have been happy with an explanation. Hey, yeah, a raptor killed a man. You know? like, But I get... No, I want like, to see the raptor attack! That's exactly how it would be. Right? No. No. <laughs> oh. Um. Uh, road trip. Road trip hangout, y'all. We're on a road trip. Who would you want to hang out with? And if you don't pick the game hunter guy, the guy who like deals with the Raptors, you're an idiot. Who who would you guys pick? That he's 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 my pick. He's he's gonna Robert fix my Mondoon car. Is who you're trying to say? <laughs> huh? What's his name? Robert Mondoon. Yeah, he's gonna fix my car if it breaks down. He's gonna hunt and give me some good food. He's probably really good at fishing. He knows all the best spots. Like he. He's a man of many talents, I'm sure, and he's going to be able to help me on this road trip. He's my pick. York, who are you going with? That's actually a pretty good pick, I think. Because I feel like, as as like Alan Grant, he in the movie, he, at the same time, maybe if I get him after the movie, Alan Grant, where he's like more lining up with kids and everything, I'd like him more. But I'm but like, I don't know if I want to spend a whole car ride with him. There we go. I'm going to go with Ellie Sattler. I, I feel like I could have a good time to, uh, conversation with Ellie Sattler on a road trip. Okay. That's who I'm going with. Seth? Alright, my answer is John Hammond because he's rich, so if my car breaks down, it won't happen because he already has a top-of-the-line car anyways, but if it does, it's a new one. He also is rich, and so that means wherever we stop at, we're getting the best snacks He's also rich, and so whenever we get to the hotel, we're going to have top-of-the-line area. And as much as I love Ian Malcolm, I want to kill him after about an hour of being in a car with him. Uh, Alan Grant would bore me about an hour into a car ride, and I just don't want the other for Ellie Sattler one way or the other to ever actually want to ride in a car with her. And I, I'm assuming taking a dinosaur on a road trip would be illegal, so... 
I'm going John <laughs> Hammond because he's rich. I feel like if this category was called person you least want to introduce to your wife, Malcolm would win this category because he'd yes. be hitting on her. Yeah, Jared, how about you? Who, who are you going on this road trip with? I'm I'm going with Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, any reason? Because it's, it's Samuel L. Jackson. So <laughs> fair enough. It's the computer he, he nerd version a, of Samuel L. Jackson. This story. Hey, it's just like yeah, it's just like I'm saying. Yeah, opening shit for me. What what <laughs> what line are you talking about in particular? Oh, hold on to your butts. That's the third best line of this movie. Okay. What's the first two? We were just talking about it. Uh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll... The... You want me to tell you or you want to wait? Okay. No, you can tell me. Go ahead. Okay. It's the, uh, you know, you were so busy, you know, finding out if you could. You never asked if we should do it. And then the other one is life finds a way. Those are the top two lines of the movie. They're great. Okay. They're the whole theme of the movie. It's yeah. you, all ready for, you all ready for the Rotten Tomatoes game? Oh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right. Welcome back to the Rotten Tomatoes game. Coming up on the Rotten Tomatoes game, we have Jared, Seth, and Yorton. You guys are going to guess the score. Last week, Seth won, I think. So he's up to three points, y'all. Um, Jordan has 13 and Jared at six. Jared, you were furthest away last week, so you're going to go first. What do you think this movie got in Rotten Tomatoes? And please explain your answer. I'm going with a straight up 92. I Ooh, think God. it probably will be higher, but I just want to give myself a little cushion. 92. I, like I said, I think this movie is near perfect. Um Probably some people will gripe about it, but I don't know. Actually, I think 92 may be too low, but I picked it, so I'm going to go with it. Got to stay with my gut. I think, Jordan, you're next. I'm going to go 95. Okay. Just yeah. Did nope. Jared pick cha- answer, change your answer at all? Nope. I was thinking 95 the whole time, and that, that seems to be the strongest number I could go with. 95. Because he took your 92. Are you sure you don't want to go 88? No, no way I'm going 88. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Not for this movie. I will be very disappointed if 88 would be the number, and I would not want that victory if it was that number, because I feel... (laughs) It would be a tainted victory. It would be a tainted victory that's not (laughs) deserved by having this movie at an 88. Seth, you have to defend your crown. That's how I felt about Dark Phoenix and winning because I said the number too high from how crappy <laughs> that movie was. So I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna actually, I am gonna, I'm gonna pick 88, and I was actually gonna pick 88 the whole time. And the only reason why is because I have no faith in humanity, and I'm assuming that in the 90s there are people who are like, you know what, this was fun, people are liking this, so obviously it's bad. Uh, and so I am going 88 because I'm assuming there are people who hate fun. Not because it actually deserves an 88. I feel like the people would have an excuse. Well, it's a Spielberg movie, so we'll give it the... They won't nitpick it like that. But we'll see. I'll be very mad. Not because you won, but because (laughs) what the number of the movie is, if if you win. This this movie 
got a 72. I'm joking. Um, this movie. <laughs> your, like, no one way. of you guys got it on the dot. What? One of you guys got it exactly on the dot. And that Jared. person's name is Jared Gibson. Jared. Oh, yes, yeah. 92. Let's do it. At a 92. Actually, I thought it was going to be higher. I thought it was going to be higher. Honestly, yeah. I thought it was going to be higher. I was so just, you I just think 92 to give myself a little bit of cushion, but I honestly was thinking it was going to be like a 94, 95. Um, audience gave it a 91, so the audience agreed. Um, I don't know how the audience isn't just 100. I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Who went to the movie because... was like, Ugh, this movie sucks. I mean, it's just definitely not Jurassic first. World 2. <laughs> oh, I would God. slap someone if they. Can you, if can they said Lost World was better. You know they exist. I, I, I know. Okay, okay. Look, you, I met I met a couple at a party, and they were having like a Star Wars party for their kids. And I was there, and I didn't know them, but I was like, all right, whatever. The kids go to the same daycare. And I was like making conversation with this guy, and he was playing Star Wars. I was like, oh, cool. I thought Star Wars. Hey, man. And he was like, and they were showing like the original trilogy at the time. Yes. And he was like, oh, these movies are so boring. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, the prequels are so much better. And I was like, what? And I like, <laughs> I hear I that a lot. Him, and I feel it, bad. It, it's not that offhanded of a comment as you're, you're making it, man. That You'd be surprised <laughs> of how many people like the prequels way more no, than no, the original. I understand, I understand younger adults who grew up with the prequels, but this dude is my age. All right. Actually, he was a little bit older than me. I don't know. I just, I couldn't believe it because I had just watched the prequels and I was like, anyone who thinks the prequels are better, I've lost their damn mind. And I don't hate the prequels. <laughs> just... All right, moving on. Um, this movie made. Yeah. Sixty-three million. I mean, I'm sorry. It had a budget of sixty-three million dollars. Since it came out, it has made one point zero four six billion dollars. So they not that does not include all the sequels. That's just this one movie has garnered over a billion dollars for this company, which is ridiculous. Um, what else is and on I bet, my? You know what? I bet if they re-released it, it would make a lot of money too. It'd probably make a couple hundred million extra again if they like released it for another run. Oh, yeah, probably for, like a two week or three oh, week. No, run. I would definitely watch Hides it up. because then I'd, yeah. Ooh, oh, IMAX. Ooh. Yeah, I mean to go Ooh. watch this on big screen. Heck yes. Look, I went and saw Alien on a re-release, and I saw Mortal Kombat on a re-release, and it's honestly some of the most fun you can have in a theater is watching these old movies on the big screen again. So I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, Roger Ebert gave this movie three out of four stars. He says it's really good, but it could have been better. So, Roger, you're wrong. It's okay, though. You're wrong. <laughs> um, that's still positive how, runs. Yeah, but how could it be better? I mean, I they know. did pretty much everything they needed to do with the movie. Can we just go ahead and put this in the Hall of Fame? Are we all in agreement here? Oh, no. It's oh, no. no. I mean, it's all yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. easy. <laughs> no argument uh, there. Let me add it to the list before we move on because I don't want to forget. This might be one of the easiest Hall of Fame editions. I am really curious to see how well two holds up 
And I remember three being just kind of having a lot of stupid stuff in it. So I, I feel I, like three is going to be a lot of fun to talk about, to be honest. Yes. It's going to be I like don't even remember three. fun. I've seen three several times, and I'm actually one of the few people who defend three. It's his favorite of the franchise. I've no, don't be that silly. I, I've watched three, and I know I've watched three because I I own three on VHS and all that. But I don't remember the movie. Like I don't remember <laughs> anything about the movie. Like nothing. It, basically, if you want to see dinosaurs, it just being dinosaurs and going around, running around, and everything. That's the third movie. There's a kid they, who. The, no, there's a kid who survived on this island, and the way he's reintroduced is he's swinging in on a vine, throwing like dinosaur piss on on stuff. I don't remember. I just remember going like, "What is happening in this movie right now?" No, he used smoke screen. He had smoke grenades. He came running in. He didn't come swinging on a vine. He came it running in, like throwing it. smoke it grenades. Like was there was there a T Rex in New York in that one? Is that the one where? The no, that's the second one. Oh, that happened in the second one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The second one movie feels like it is, and then they add a whole part to L.A. with it, which we will have fun talking about when it comes up. I, say, I haven't watched the second one in forever, so I... Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. So this movie's in the Hall of Fame. Easy choice. And next week, we're going to be talking about Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. Um, I will say the best thing to come from this movie is the movie Jurassic World and the video game Jurassic World Evolution because I love a roller coaster tycoon type game with dinosaurs. So there it is. Um, do you guys have a favorite fun. video game? You're building a theme park and it's with dinosaurs. You get to make your own Jurassic Park. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any like video games or anything you like that came from Jurassic Park before we sign off? Uh, both just... the Jurassic Park... Uh, well, I guess that's more from Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movie, but I do like the uh, uh, theme park design one where you're building your own Jurassic Park. And then the original Jurassic Park movie on NES, I forgot how many hours I've put into that. I lost count. I remember the Genesis one. Oh, you know what's crazy, Jordan? The NES is the same version as the Super Nintendo one. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, um, yes, we had, when we had our favorite uh, movie video games. Yeah, that's right. All right, cool. All right, y'all. That was on my list. Yeah, other than the novel, the original novel, which if you like the movie, y'all should read. It's good. I'm reading it next. I'm reading it. Com- I'm coming up. I'm reading it. It's on my bookshelf. I just got to read it. Um, all right, y'all. So until next time, uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys later. Bye.